What's up? On today's episode, we talk to Justin Murphy from iCoach Nutrition. We talk about business models, mentors, mindset shifts, and what made him catapult his business into what it is today. This is the Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We have uh, Justin with iCoach Nutrition, uh, great uh, guest here and super excited to have him on. I'm, I'm really hoping I can ask some questions personally to him. Uh, this was just an excuse so he could get on here to help us out through what's going on with this coronavirus. And uh, um, I'm just kidding. I was going to add a lot of value to you guys as a nutritionist and helping you achieve a better uh, level of fitness. But also, I think it'll be really interesting to hear his entrepreneurial journey. That's what uh, you guys are here. And I uh, can't wait for you guys to to hear more about Justin. So welcome to the show, Justin. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm excited to uh, to chat it up with y'all. Um, how was y'all's how was y'all's labor or the Memorial Day weekend we just had here? It was good. It was good. I actually had a little bit of got a little bit of sun. I, uh, I traveled a little bit. So it was it was better than staying at home, I guess. That's nice. what we've been doing for <laughs> for the past two months. I was gonna yeah, say. I was gonna say I'm over here in in, in Prosper, and so the we our Memorial Day was filled with a whole bunch of rain. <laughs> not, yeah. not not too exciting. So I uh, definitely not the normal uh, go out to the lake scenario. You know. I know. I know. I was gonna say. Uh, what was it? At, at like eight o'clock yesterday, it started to clear up, and I was like, "The sun better not come out now at eight o'clock and stop raining." You know, basically when Memorial Day's over and we have nothing. Uh, yeah, it was, it was rough, but um, regardless. So, for those who don't know you, have never heard of you, um, tell us a little bit about your your business and uh, what you do. Obviously, you're located in Prosper, um, but what it, what is I Coach Nutrition? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like you said, I'm, I'm a nutritionist. Uh, I've been in kind of the nutrition and fitness field now for about 10 years. Um, I kind of started off doing personal training and then kind of got into the whole CrossFit world. And then from there, uh, once I graduated with my nutrition degree, I went full on nutrition coaching, online nutrition and lifestyle coaching. Um, so for the past three years, that's what I've done with iCoach Nutrition. Uh, iCoach Nutrition, it's just like kind of an iPhone, right? That's kind of how it's, it's the, the branding looks there. Um, but it just stands for individualized coaching. Um, and so we as a company, like we're the farthest thing from, you know, maybe your old school, like traditional ways of like, hey, here's a meal plan, good luck. And it's more of, of like online nutrition and lifestyle coaching. That's 100% individualized to you and your lifestyle and everything that you have going on. So um, it's really cool. I've, I've had the opportunity over the last three years to be able to work with clients all over the world. Um, and it's as a, as a virtual nutritionist, um, you know, I have the ability to help people accomplish whatever goals that they have and, and do it all virtually. So it's been, it's been awesome to, to be able to do that. But yeah, that's, that's kind of a little bit about me as a, as a nutritionist, um, as an entrepreneur, you know, as, as y'all know, you know, it's, there's been tons of ups and downs, but I kind of started that journey for me. Um, I, I had a unique opportunity to basically start my company under another company. Uh, did that for a year, and then kind of that gave me the the, uh, the confidence to be able to kind of make the jump and start my own. So over the last two years, it's been um, my company, I Coach Nutrition, building that up, um, and 
yeah, just it's it's been very interesting. Everything from you know building up a team to then changing the the business model to working with a business coach and business mentor to you know spending money on all this stuff and wasting money on all this stuff and things going good and things going bad and I mean the list goes on and on and on. But yeah, I've I've to, to sum it all up, um, you know, I've kind of been sports and, and and just living a healthy lifestyle has been something that's been a big part of my life my whole you know since the beginning of my life and so over the last 10 years i've really been able to kind of dive into the nutrition fitness um even even kind of the rehab sector to be able to help clients to to feel and look and perform their best so what why didn't you go or did you ever like because you mentioned a little bit about doing personal training and the crossfit did you ever want to go that route and just do like personal training or did you start like there and do that for a while and then realize that you didn't care for it so you moved to nutrition or why this why the shift there yeah um well so i i to be honest it, my story started there in, in kansas i came back from from kansas i had um you know I, I stopped playing college football at that moment um i was just going to, to school doing like community college and i was looking for a job um, and I was, I was looking between home Depot and, and, and 24 hour fitness and my home Depot, I guess like the, the interviewer, she actually no showed me. And so the next day I had 24 hour fitness, got the job there to just work front desk. Like I was just like doing minimum wage, uh, folding towels. And, um, one day one of the personal trainers came up to me and asked me if, if I wanted to work out with them. I started doing it. And, um, and then he was like, why are you a why aren't you a personal trainer? Like, why are you working front desk? I was like, what the hell is a personal trainer? I mean, I had no idea. Wow. Um, I went to go and take my first personal training certification and I actually failed it. And so I was like, man, maybe this just isn't like meant for me. Long story short, I ended up studying for another month, passed it, became like the top grossing trainer at that, at that gym. And the whole time I was going to school, um, I just knew like as a personal trainer, I didn't want to go to school for kinesiology. Or like exercise fizz because like that's what all the personal trainers did so i was like i know nutrition is the missing link especially for like the majority of like the gym pop clients that i work with right most of their goals is to lose weight and so i was like you know what i'm gonna go to school for nutrition um and i'm gonna get my nutrition degree and then that way you know even if i do stay in personal training or because I, I thought i was going to become like a gym owner right like that's kind of the route of a lot of people um, and so I thought I was going to do that and nutrition would just be something that would kind of be like an assistance for me and in, in building that. So that's kind of why I decided to go to the nutrition route versus just doing like kinesiology or, or exercise fizz. Uh, one, one question from that that's kind of sparked a, a thought for me anyway, is the, so you became the top grossing uh, personal trainer, which is awesome. I mean, just a really quick explanation. Like how I, I think a lot of people would probably be curious to know how you did that. Cause it seems like sales or like the, you know, growing your business doesn't seem to be, it comes more naturally to you. Maybe, I don't know, but I've talked to a lot of people who want to be personal trainers or her in that gym phase. And that's like the hardest thing for them because they focus so much on being the best trainer that they forget to grow their business. So I, I was just curious, like how did people choose you or how did you grow your business that way to get to that level? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I, um, I think without diving maybe too much into the, the, the backstory, I, I think that I learned a lot of my like entrepreneurial tendencies from one, my, my dad's an entrepreneur and two, um, I was, uh, let's just say I was a, a kid growing up that got in trouble a lot and, uh, for things like 
you know, everything from like selling drugs to just doing all that type of stuff. And so I, I learned a lot uh, through that process. And I 100% to this day think that it transferred into everything I do now, not with all the negative stuff, but like just, <laughs> in, just in terms of like, you know, the, the, the business piece, like the sales piece, like just, just the entrepreneur, like hustling mentality. Um, but with that said, I, when I was at 24 hour fitness, I was around phenomenal mentors there. Like my club manager, my fitness manager, my membership manager, my, some of the master trainers there. Like I had great, great mentors and role models there. And, and I, I just loved it. Like I, you know, for me, like working out and, and being fit and all that, like that was my life up to that point, you know, I, that, that's all I had ever known. And so it was really weird to me that people like struggled with being able to live a healthy lifestyle. And so once I started to figure out and kind of connect the, the dots there as to, okay, here's everything I know how to do. And I need to start being able to learn how to help other people do this too. Right. And so bridging that gap, I think like me going to school, get my nutrition degree and working in the field at the same exact time, right. Which a lot of people don't have the opportunity to do, I feel like. I feel like that that really helped me and that and that really allowed me to excel and I was driven very much so financially too right so it was like I I wanted to make as much money as I could there at 24 hour fitness in a corporate setting though it's like you have a ceiling over your head right I mean you're you're only like they really kind of screw you bad you make like maybe 30% <laughs> of what they're charging so wow. Just to give you perspective, the last month before when I was there, which was like the highest month I ever had, I grossed about twenty four thousand dollars and got paid about eight. Um, and and I did two hundred and four sessions. These are fifty minute sessions, two hundred and four sessions in one month to to gross that. So you can understand. I mean, I'm working like I'm I'm training like 10, 15 clients a day, five days a week, you know, for that, right? And not to mention I was in school full time as well. <laughs> so right. I was just, I was just like, I was, I was hustling really, really, really hard. And I was very, very motivated and driven and it was, it was great. I mean, I've always, I've always been that way. I just knew for me, like I wasn't going to stay at 24 hour fitness forever. I thought it was a great starting place and I was there for like about four years. And so, um, I mean, I'm forever grateful for it. I think if I wouldn't have started at that particular place with those people, I don't think I would have been in the, like, I don't think I'd still be in the field. There's no way. Cause it was just, it was probably one of the best foundations I could ever build. And it allowed me to, to then go and excel into everything else. I mean, we were, me and the, those master trainers, we were traveling. I spent $10,000 on personal development within those first four years of 24 hour fitness. So like I was flying around and going to all these seminars, certifications. Like I just, I wanted, like, I really, really cared and I wanted to become the best. And I knew very early on, I wanted to make this like a career not just, what a lot of people do with 24 or with personal training, which is like, it's just kind of like a little side hustle. You know what I mean? So right. I think I know I kind of went a lot of different places with that, but I, I think that's, that's kind of what allowed me to excel. And I, and I had the competition of all those great trainers that I wanted to like prove myself and I wanted to perform and get better and better and, and really just like prove to like, I was going through a complete life transformation at that time. I basically came from my lowest low and, was rebuilding my whole entire life back up. So I really wanted to succeed, you know? You mentioned uh, earlier that, I don't know if you entertained the idea of owning a gym. Was that ever uh, something that you actually uh, delved into a little bit more or do you kind of kill that idea early on? 
um, about like, you know, owning a gym and being uh, a gym owner that way or business owner that way? Yeah. Great question. Um, well, so after 24 hour fitness, I, I actually, I kind of started getting into CrossFit and I had the opportunity to go and work at like one of the biggest and best CrossFit gyms in DFW. Um, and so through those five years of being there, I was, uh, I, I, I learned a lot, right? Because I, this was one of the most successful CrossFit gyms in the area. And, and yeah, I thought that was going to be the route. I thought I was going to want to go and open up CrossFit gyms and do all of that. But I just, and especially over these last few years with everything that's happened with just like the online world, if you will, right? Uh, I just, I, I gained some perspective and I was like, man, like I don't want to own a gym. Like I don't want to deal with the overhead of, of, of having like a storefront type of thing. Like if I could sit here and do everything that I'm doing, but do it all online, why would I want to, you know, have like a, a gym like that in person? So I, at first I thought that's what I wanted to do. And then I completely changed my, my business model. Like probably, you know, I, I would say the first three years, it was still the idea. And then maybe like at that fourth, fifth year mark, I, I started really realizing that, okay, I, I need to get on. If I'm going to, if I'm going to make this a career, I need to get online. And then we just saw what just happened with, you know, everything here with coronavirus and it's like i know so many gym owners i know so many personal trainers that are in person that haven't made that jump online and these last few months have been uh oh yeah you know absolutely Bad. terrible so, so i'm forever grateful that i i guess got my big point my, my big boy pants on and made the jump when i did you know because uh i think i I was scared for eight years to make that jump to starting my own business. And, and, you know, and, and I finally did it and I did it, you know, at, at really like, I, I feel like I waited too long, but if anything, it was the perfect timing before everything that just happened here. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I was, so I'm curious. So since you do it completely online and used to do like in person and you were part of the cross training, like, do you miss the other side of the business where you're not, in person, do you ever see, do you, I mean, obviously you can help coach people all over the world, but do you ever um, have people in DFW and they pay extra to meet up with you in person or like, um, do you miss that side of the business or is it even still available for you? Um, I mean, I, I definitely miss like the community aspect of, of CrossFit. I mean, I was like, I was competing in CrossFit. So I was like competing at regionals and I was like really, really into it there for five years. And so we had a community of like 300 plus people. So that community aspect, going into a gym setting, having, having the community doing the events together, like all that stuff was phenomenal. Um, but you know, I, I try to create that even, even online. Right. I mean, every, all of the, the coaching calls that I do are just like this. They're, they're video coaching calls. Um, we, we, we have like our online, you know, community, like the private Facebook group and things like that. Um, but with any of the clients that I do work with that are local, like it's, it's one of those situations where if they, if I feel like I need to go out of my way to make them succeed. So maybe it's, let's say, um, they're struggling with like the whole meal prepping process or whatever. Like I might actually go grocery shopping with them. Like I might actually go to their house with them and like go through a cooking meal prepping segment with them. Like if they need that, like I'll do it. And like, if we need to go, like I might go hit a workout with clients every once in a while, you know, here or there. Right. So I do things like that just because like I, I, the one-on-one -on -one connection, like the human connection element of coaching is everything. Um, and so I, I try to prioritize that as much as, as much as I possibly can. And 
things have been a little weird here with the whole quarantine situation, but I've had a lot of clients bring up ideas and we're probably going to start doing more of this. If like I had a client who was like, man, let's host like an annual, um, uh, like crawfish boil. And I was like, yeah, like, let's do it. Like, he was like, let's do an iCoach nutrition, like crawfish boil. Right. And so there's so many possibilities of things, but at the same time, I would say 50% or less of my clients are, are, local and the rest are outside of the state and even outside the u.s so i try to focus on the online community as much as possible but at the same time like there are little things that we do there with with you know kind of in person and of course i miss it but i also i love the flexibility with online coaching way more than having to go into a gym and and even for like as a nutritionist like you know the old school way of things is like i would have an office so the client would have to drive to my office. We would have an hour long, you know, session and then they would drive home. And so really this is just way more convenient for both parties because you're not, you're not wasting time driving and you can do it virtually. So, um, I, I, and one thing that actually really surprised you is I've actually found that clients open up so much faster with virtual coaching than they ever did in person. I believe and that. There's probably a few, you know, there's many different reasons behind it, but I think that, I mean, just, it's one of those things, right? If you go and you meet somebody in person for the first time, like it's, it's just always like a, a little bit awkward, even if they're the most like outgoing people in the world. Right. So yeah. I, I think that like it, it kind of, um, I think doing it over the phone or, or doing it even through zoom like this, like it just, it's so much easier to connect and open up. Um, and, and sometimes you can open up faster than what you would in person. So I don't know. I, I think a lot of people are surprised by that, but I've, I, I have found that over the last three years here. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised by that. Cause I feel like it's, uh, it, to me, it seems a little bit less intimidating, you know, it's like, uh, the guard is down or for, for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't, there's probably a psychology, you know, a psychological way to explain it, but yeah, I just feel like the guards are down a little bit more. It's, um, they're not looking at your every move. I mean, even though they are, but it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Like you said, in person becomes, Hey, this is this person, but it's like, do we handshake? Do we hug when we leave? Do we, you know, like what, what do we do here? Like there's no like set rule about the, judging somebody like on how you should approach them. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, we always talk about like the, you got to build the no like and trust factor, right? And mm -hmm. so if you think about it, like what social media has done for us is like me being on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and all these places, it's like what I always like kind of joke with people about, but I mean, it's, it's kind of true is like people marinate on the content that you're putting out for three to six months. And, and that kind of creates that no like and trust factor for them. And a lot of the times when I go on these discovery calls before clients even sign up, like they already feel like they know me, you know, like they already feel like those not no like and trust factors established. Um, so I think that's really cool. I mean, I think that's, that's, that's some of the positive ways to look at social media in this 2020 world where a lot of people think social media is like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> you know, you think you attribute a lot of the, that success with your company with social media or has it been more on the website side of things? Uh, maybe word of mouth. Yeah, uh, I would say, I mean, definitely social media for sure. Um, these days now, since I kind of transitioned my business model and like, it's, it's just me, I don't have coaches under me anymore. Um, I would say definitely 100% my number one lead generator is referral, uh, which makes sense. Cause like I'm the only coach now. Right. 
Um, but yeah, definitely social media. Definitely. Um, another thing that's actually a big driver for us is, is like the Google business listing, right? Because every single time that anybody searched, like you could go do it right now. If you search for a nutritionist or a registered dietitian or a nutrition coach, like in this area around me, Crossford, Plano, Frisco, these areas, like I coach nutrition comes up in the top three, every single time that you, that you search for that. So I get a lot of, I get a lot of leads from, um, like our Google business listing and then some from the website, but I don't like if you were, if you were to rank not look, or if you were to search like not locally here, like I would definitely not be coming up in the top three. I'm, you know, there's so many huge nutrition coaching companies, but that's why for me, like trying to take advantage of the local market, um, and be, and trying to be like the number one nutrition lifestyle coach here in DFW. That's, that's like my number one goal. And then from there extending out. So right. Dominate this market. I mean, there's what I, th I think I saw it was a, it was a meme this morning and it was about something else, but it was like, I think it was like 25 or 30 other States that are smaller than DFW. So it's like DFW has like 7.9 or whatever million people. And it's like, it compares to all the other States, like literally Kansas has like 4 million people. Uh, Nebraska has like 5 million people. So it's like their whole state has as much as like we do in this DFW area. So like, I mean, you could absolutely just dominate it right here and be more than most states, which is crazy. Yeah, no, I, I mean, and, and to your point, I mean, if you think about Dallas, like the most popular thing to do out here is to go eat and go get drinks, right? It's like foodie oh, yeah. nation, right? So if I lived in Colorado or, and was trying to capture the local market, I think it would be, I would be focused way more on like performance-based nutrition and not like weight loss-based nutrition. Um, because yeah, this market out here, I mean, it's, it couldn't be better because there are so many people out here that, um, you know, they, they struggle with that side of the equation, which is like being so, so active and, or not being active, being so, uh, inactive. Right. And working, you know, sitting down all the time and not working out and, you know, basically eating out more than they're actually cooking themselves. And then all the social drinking that goes with it and the stress of these, you know, jobs. So it's like it, this, this market out here, this Dallas area is, it's a great area to be in. For me, I think I'm, I was a little clueless of that when I first started just because I was where I was from. Um, but now as I've gotten deeper in the game, I'm like, wow, yeah, this is actually a perfect market to be in. What would you say is like, so you have that and obviously you, we were talking a little bit offline before we got on here, like, um, and you mentioned a little bit here is just like trying different things, trying new things, shifting the business, changing the business. Um, I feel like there's always an evolution of growth. There's always an evolution of change that's happening within our business. What's like a current roadblock or thing that you're trying to figure out now as your business takes it to that next level? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I feel like I, I just overcame a huge roadblock, like over the last few months as I transitioned, I, I had built up, I had this idea. I wanted to build this big company with this build, big team and all these coaches and everything and had my son and, uh, that changed my perspective quite a bit. Um, and so I essentially went from a team of where we have four five, like five, six people to just transitioning back to me. And that, and that happened like over the last like year or so. Um, so getting over that roadblock, like mentally was, was big because in a sense, it's like, you kind of feel like a failure. You're like, you, you wanted to build this big team, big company, all this. And then you're like, wait a minute, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, 
but I think ultimately I had to take a step back in order to take steps forward. And it was 100,000% the right move because now I'm in a better place in terms of just the company in general, but also just like mental health. I mean, you know, like stress levels and all of those things as well. And, and just being able to spend more time with my family. Cause for me, it was like the first or the, the reason why I started the company in the first place was because I wanted to be around my family. Like I wanted to be somebody that like spent a lot of time around my family just because that was a, a big motivator for me. Cause I didn't have that growing up. Um, and so I kind of had this realization. I was like, man, I could sit here and build this big old company with all these, you know, making all this money or whatever. But like, if I'm sitting here traveling all the time and like never home, which was what was starting to happen, I was like, I'm completely like, what's the point of this? Like, I'm not even, I'm, I'm doing the complete opposite of what I, like the reason why I started this company in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that that was something I really struggled with. I mean, but I think that you have to put your pride aside sometimes with, with business, you know, you got to ask yourself why you are doing, you know, what you're doing in the first place. And I started my business with a business mentor with a business coach who I was paying a lot of money to and who he had, I mean, he had a $5 million company. So he was, wow. you know, multiple, multiple years ahead of me. Um, and the, the biggest problem, the biggest mistake I made is I just let him basically build my business, not, I did it, but like it was his vision in a sense, right? It wasn't my vision. And so before I knew it, I got to a place where it was like, crap, like I'm, I'm growing, I'm building, like everything's great, but here I am. And like, I'm doing the exact opposite of why I set out to start this business in the first place. And so I had to, I, had, I worked with him for about a year. I transitioned out of that. I kind of got my, my mind right as to what I wanted. And then I had to take the steps to make that transition. And then now you know, I'm, I'm glad that I did it, but it was, it was hard. And it was, uh, I, I definitely had the second thought, you know, I had the thoughts coming into your head as to like, you know, like any entrepreneur does where it's like, yeah, maybe I'm gonna have to go back to X, Y, Z, or maybe this isn't going to work or just all the self doubt and fear. Cause like, if you have a coach, a business coach, a business mentor, right. And, and then you remove it, like automatically you think like, Oh, maybe like I can't succeed without that person. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially because like my first year of business was extremely successful. It was way more successful than I had ever thought, but I, I made a huge investment to work with him, which was a big reason why you know I was able to have that much success. So it was almost like, man, can I be successful without him type of situation? You know, so, right. I've never really done it or grown the business without having him in place. Right. So, but I mean, I'm happy to say now it's like, it's been multiple months since I've transitioned the last, um, you know, personal team out and like, and all that went really, really well. I mean, it was very civil and happy and like, like there was nothing bad about it. It's just like, at the end of the day, like I knew that I, like, I, I was glad that I made the move when I did, because if I would have kept pushing it out because of my own ego and waiting longer and longer, it probably just would have been a worse situation to transition out of, you know? So I don't know. Entrepreneurship's weird, man. It's like, uh, it's such a, it's such a weird journey. I think it's, it's, it's very similar in, into the people that I work with though. Right. Like with, with nutrition journeys, because the majority of people that I work with are people that literally are coming to me, like wanting to transform their life and like no different than how I had to transform my life 10 years ago after going from being a freaking head of a kid to uh you know starting to make something of myself like that was a really hard transition and 
I think for so many people, like they've, they get to this place where they like lose integrity with themselves. You know, they, they ultimately don't believe that they can actually do anything on, on this side of the thing, nutrition and fitness, right? Like maybe it's, it's weight. Like they've, they've gotten to a point where they're so overweight and now they're getting, you know, they have the visit with the doctor, they got the type two diabetes, they high blood pressure. Like they get this, they get, they hit rock bottom with their health, right? They get the scare. Right. And then it, and then it, it, it basically wakes them up and makes them realize like, Oh my God, like I only have this one body. I only have this like one opportunity here at life. And as kids start coming into the mix, they're like, I want to be an example for my kid, you know? So it's like, I, I can relate so much because I too had to go through a transformative process like that. It wasn't weight loss, but it was like mm-hmm. overcoming addiction and, and, and just like living like the fast life and just overcoming all of that. Um, and it's very similar. You know, I have, like I told you, I, I have, I had a lot of friends that were all in that world. And I, I know several people that were like literally like drug dealers and now they're successful entrepreneurs that are doing hundred percent legal things. <laughs> it was just like, you know, they were, they struggled with addiction. Like I have a friend, uh, I won't mention his name, but he, he actually, he has a, he does the same thing I do. Uh, he has an extremely successful coaching company and he was addicted to heroin for eight years. What? Wow. Now he has a extremely successful company and manages a huge team has been sober ever since then. Um, he's been sober for almost 10 years now and it just goes, but it goes to show if you look at addiction, it doesn't matter if your addiction is drugs or alcohol or food or anything else. Like addiction is addiction. Mm-hmm. And when you think about transforming your life and overcoming addictions, very, very similar parallels. And so I think that's where God put me into a place to be able to do what I do now and help people and serve people in that way. I might not have to lose a hundred pounds, but I had to lose a hundred pounds of this in between my ears, you know, overcoming all of the, the mental health battles. So I think that's, I think that's where I've been able to kind of relate and, and, you know, really help people to, to overcome their struggles in life when it comes to this, this side of the equation. I was going to say the, go ahead. That you mentioned uh, when we're talking about the, the coaches is that uh, the coach essentially uh, was running your company, right? That was his vision, not your vision. That's something that we also um, had to kind of learn right when we started using business coaches as well we didn't use business coaches towards the beginning um but as of recent last year um we have and we had this idea that our coaches would tell us exactly what to do right Mm -hmm. or give us the answers to what do we need to do in this situation and what they've taught us is is that it's that's that's not their vision right if they would tell us everything um, that we need to do then the company wouldn't be ours anymore it would be theirs um so that's very interesting that you said that um, because we actually learned that right uh, this last year and it makes you know absolute sense uh, a business coach should be someone that uh, helps you figure out what you already know right um and and that's been a huge huge learning curve so anyone who's listening right now and wanting to start a business and thinks that they need you know a business coach to tell them exactly what they need to do um that's not the the purpose necessarily of a, of a business coach they're there to guide you to what your vision of, of your own company is going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see those blind spots. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I think Justin, to to that point, um, I'd be curious because I think uh, I think it was like last week or a week before I was listening to a podcast where they said um, it doesn't matter what it, what's going on in your business or life or anything. To your point, it's more about like getting that headspace. It is all where it starts is in your head, um, and you have to change that first before everything else happens. So I'm just curious. So now that you've been through that. Um, if you weren't able to be an entrepreneur, do you know what you would, what field or where, which area you would go into? Cause I have no, no doubt you'd be successful in it, but like say you, you're forced out of it. You're no longer allowed to, uh, your wife said, you're no longer allowed to be a nutritionist. I don't like you, uh, you know, cooking food anymore. You're not allowed to do it. So you have to go find something new. What would you, what would do you think you would enjoy doing? Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I think that even if it wasn't like, if I wasn't in the nutrition fitness field at all, like, I think that I, I think I can, I'm, I'm good at sales. So I think that, I mean, I, I've, I, and that's the thing, like I've had opportunities to go and do sales at like company, like big companies, like through connections. And because people still think that like the nutrition and fitness field, like you, like you're just like struggling all the time. You don't ma- ever make any money. And I'm like, guys, it's actually not the case, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that I, like I've, I look at opportunities with going and doing sales jobs. And I think that's probably where I would thrive the most, regardless of like what the industry was. I just like, I don't know if I could ever do it because I would, I just, I think that like, I, I have to do my own thing. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just, I've been doing my own thing now. I mean, even working for 24 hour fitness or or doing, working for the, the, the CrossFit gym there, like you're still pretty much an entrepreneur. I mean, I guess you're an entrepreneur or whatever. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I, I've been, I've had, I had to sell myself to get clients at 24 hour fitness. You know, I had to sell myself when I was at, at, you know, at, at, at the gym there. Cause I still did personal training there too. Like, I'm just, I, I think sales is definitely where I would thrive regardless of what the industry was. Um, and I, I know that for me, 100%, I could never, ever, ever work for somebody where I had a ceiling over my head. Um, because as soon as I reach that ceiling, my motivation is gone. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to, that's why I love entrepreneurship so much, right? It's like, I mean, I have no ceiling. It's the ceiling is limitless. It's all up to how hard I want to work. Absolutely. No, that's a, that's a good point. And I was going to say, I can definitely tell from the outside and what you've told us that, yeah, that'd be uh, interesting to put you on a, a side job, just selling uh, some cell phones or something like that at AT&T to kind of destroy the people there and be like, look, I'm better than you. I'm just kidding. I mean, I'll put it to you this way when I, I mean, I'm not proud of this, but it just kind of shows how <laughs> much of a like little hustler entrepreneur I was. Y'all hear the stories of like the lemonade stands and all. I mean, I did all that, but like, I literally, there was a time I was charging kids to get into the skate park and the skate park was free. Yes. Like I, I just, I, I mean, Pokemon card, Yu-Gi-Oh, baseball card. Like I was, I just, I didn't grow up with money. And so I just, I, you know, I figured it out, you know, but I also have my life saved by, you know, finding like fitness saved my life, you know, nutrition saved my life because it was like, I, I finally found something that like I was good at, I could thrive with, I could provide for, I could, you know, provide for my family and all that, but like in a very healthy, positive, uh, legal way. (laughs) So I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm extremely blessed. I'm extremely grateful. I could have, my life could have gone a completely different direction and I, I will never, ever, ever forget that. 
Uh, I'll never take it for granted. And I think that like the, the position that I've been blessed to be in, I mean, I just, I don't see, knowing what happened to me 10 years ago, I just, I really don't think that I would ever get out of coaching. Like, I think that I will, because a lot of really what I do, I mean, I always joke, like, of course, I call myself a nutritionist, nutrition coach. I mean, I, it's because I have a nutrition degree, but I mean, come on, like, I'm, I'm like a life coach. Like a lot of what I'm doing is life coaching. And mm -hmm. so many people that come to me, they're like, man, you helped me so much with nutrition and fitness. But to be honest with you, like, I became such a better husband father, mother, employee at my work, right? Like, because that's the thing, nutrition and fitness is the foundation to everything. So it's like, once I can establish that, then your personal and professional development goes, goes to the root, you know? Absolutely. So. I can, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think for myself anyway, it's like, if I don't, it's like if I eat bad and then I don't work out and it's been several days, I think my addiction is to working out or to nutrition or like to eating like something better or whatever. Obviously I eat pizza all the time. I'll probably eat that later. But my point is like, if it goes too long, then I get like irritable or I just don't focus well. Like, it's just like, I know that I'm not like a hundred percent. So I, I completely understand or like get what you're saying there. It's like, you know what your next level is and it just like drops it. If you're not taking care of like what you said, the, the one body you got. Yeah. I mean, 100%. At the end of the day, it's like, if you feel like crap when you wake up every day and you have no energy, you're not going to go crush it in life. <laughs> like It's just, mm -hmm. it's plain and simple. So that's the tagline, right? It's like, I, everybody that comes through, I call it I coach university, right? So it's, it's like the process of educating, ed educating them and equipping them with the tools that they need to be successful on their own. Like when they go through that process, like once they get done and then moving on throughout the rest of their life, because there's no starting and stopping to this, right? I mean, it's, it's living a healthy lifestyle forever. So it's like, they should, right? We want you to start feeling and looking and performing better and better and better and better as you continue to be more and more and more consistent. And for so many people, I mean, the average age group I work with is probably like 40 to 60. So, I mean, we're combating 40 to 60 years of the habits that you've built up into this point that have gotten you to where you are today. Don't expect, don't expect it to change overnight right like and so everybody I work with I always say I'm like I every client like before we even start working together I'm like it's gonna be at least bare minimum a six-month process of working together because you have to understand like again we're account we're 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 going against all these habits that we've that we've been built and from a mindset perspective that's where really the main shifts have to happen because you're combating all of your experiences that you've had up to this point good and bad Right? And you formulated a lot of opinions and ideas. You told yourself a lot of stories. And I mean, we're going to have to really navigate through a lot of that. So yeah, I get really, really deep with clients. It's, um, I mean, I, I'm obviously not a therapist, so I you know, <laughs> stay with my scope here. But um, I mean, you, it, you could argue that coaches are therapists in a sense too. I mean, it's, you're, you're dealing with people's lives here, you know, and, and the more that and longer you work with clients, like, the more you get to know them, the, the more you dive deeper into them. And again, the more that they trust you and you know, know you like you trust you, like you're going to, you're going to learn a lot about people. And I mean, that's one of my favorite things about it is like, I think that, you know, human connection, people having people, you know, feeling like you have a coach on your team, you know, feeling like you have somebody you can talk to, like it's, it's important. There's a lot of people, especially as we get older and older and older that don't have that, you know, they lose their parents or they, don't have a spouse or, you know, and they, they really struggle, especially during times like this when we're in isolation. 
that's when anxiety and depression and all that starts starts going up. So, For, so go ahead. No, go ahead. So a couple of questions from that. Um, well, specifically just one, whenever you're, um, I guess with, with these types of clients, I guess, is it, like you said, it's a minimum of six months. What does it look like for it? Like, do you meet with them once a month? Can you, I guess, basically explain a little bit more about your program and what it looks like for a typical client? Yeah, absolutely. So basically um, the way it starts is, is we'll do like an initial kind of discovery call, right? And that's before they're even a client. And, and that's just me learning more about them, kind of telling them more about what the program entails um, and, and seeing if we'd be a good fit for each other. Right. So once we establish that, they sign up, then we go through the initial assessment process. And so essentially over the next seven to 10 days, they take a picture and text me every single thing they eat and drink for the next seven to 10 days. They also take all of that information and log it into an app like MyFitnessPal or Chronometer so that we can determine how many calories they're eating on average and how many, uh, you know, their macronutrient percentage averages and all that type of stuff. Um, and then they fill out the initial questionnaire, which is like basically a, a, an assessment going into like the last five years of their life. Um, and then they do the you know, weigh-ins and body composition pictures and all that. From there, we set up our, our first kind of coaching call to go over that assessment. And so it's a Zoom video coaching call. It's an hour long. And we review over all of that assessment process. And we kind of start to create the, the roadmap as to what the next six plus months are going to look like, right? Our, our game plan, our strategy. And, and from there, we kind of reverse engineer the process, right? I could probably, when I go through the assessment, I could probably tell people, you know, 50 things that they're doing wrong or we need to fix or whatever. But like, this probably isn't the only thing that they need to focus on, right? They probably have like family and work and all that outside of that. So instead of trying to overwhelm them and, and you know, kind of have like the all or nothing mentality, we just try to identify like what's the lowest hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. And so as you can imagine, over the next six plus months, we're setting up a weekly 30 minute coaching call every single week to where we're reviewing over and just slowly but surely we're starting to go through the process of habit stacking, if you will. So it's, you know, if you're sitting here looking at it, if you can imagine like a staircase with a hundred stairs, right? And me and my client, we're at the very bottom of it. We just signed up, right? Join hands. We're going to take that first step up the staircase. We're going to establish that first habit. What is the first habit? I don't know. It's individual to you and, and whatever you need most. Right. And then we're going to stack the next habit and the next habit and the next habit. And before you know it, you've transformed your, your lifestyle. Right. So basically the, the, the coaching process, the coaching journey there is I want to, I want to take, you know, the $60,000 investment that I made in myself and getting a nutrition degree and all the thousands of clients I've worked with over the last 10 years. And I want to meet you where you are. And I want to help to educate you and equip you with the tools that you need to be successful on your own after you graduate the program, after you graduate iCoach University. And so that, that process looks different for everybody. There's some clients I work with for six months and there's some clients, I have clients I've been working with for seven years. So like it, it really just depends on the journey. And I think the thing that's really cool is once we start to accomplish those nutrition and fitness, kind of the aesthetic performance health goals that you have for yourself, right? Then we start to move into, again, that personal and professional development category. And that's where you see people, you know, they, they start to excel in those other areas. They start to excel in career. They start to excel as a husband or mother or father or whatever, right? So it's, it's, it's just, a, it's as much of a transformative process as you want it to be. 
it could just stop at nutrition and fitness, or it could, it could really expand into a lot more. And I think that's what the journey was for me, right? Nutrition and fitness was a big part of my life, my whole life. Then I had things happen in my life where I had to really, really go all in on personal development and professional development to transform my mindset. And so what I always tell clients is like, you, you think you're coming to me for nutrition coaching, fitness coaching, whatever, like, and you are, but really what you leave with is the mindset that's developed along the way, right? Around the journey. And mm -hmm. so many people are stuck in, you know, the following a diet. What's the, you know, keto, like what's the next diet coming out, right? They're all, they're constantly starting and stopping, starting and stopping. Every time they stop, they lose integrity with themselves. So eventually you can imagine if by 40, 60 years old, you don't believe that you think something, you're like, I'm old. I can't lose weight. I can't, you know, you don't believe that you can do anything anymore. So it's a, it's a process there where it's like, I have to meet people where they are. And I work with so many different clients experiencing so many different struggles. And so um, I just do my best to help them to, to overcome those struggles kind of one, one at a time rather than trying to completely overload their, their whole life there. Very interesting. I love that mindset shift approach that you're taking with this. Um, and absolutely makes sense for, you know, like you're saying, everyone has a very, very different life, uh, lifestyle and, and, um, different habits and different things that, that they need to fix and work on. Um, so I, I mean, I absolutely love that. Now, how, I guess from that, how would you, um, scale that? Right. I mean, talking about, you know, growing your own business, um, you by yourself at this point, um, is there a point where, um, you will need to kind of bring more people in or maybe shift the program a little bit. So it's more maybe video based, um, not necessarily that one-on-one, -on -one. um, how would you, um, I guess, tackle that, that next hurdle? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I thought when I first started the business that, you know, just, to, just as you said, right, like, how do you scale the business? Like, obviously, you have to get more clients. And if you have more clients, you got to get more coaches. And that's what I thought. Then I then I got smart. And I was like, you know what, I don't want to charge $100 a month, $150 a month, $200 a month for coaching. Like, there's a million coaches charging that. I want to build a program that is VIP coaching. Like I want to build a top tier program. I want to do high level ticket coaching to where I'm, you know, where I'm at now, where it's like my, my business model is I want to work with 50 clients. I will have a wait list after that. I'll never work with more than 50 clients at one time. And that's, it's that's at $500 crazy. <laughs> a month. Dang. So that's $25,000 $25, a month overhead, no more than $2,000. I'm, I'm good. I don't need to make more money than that. I, I can, I could literally work potentially if I wanted to a half day, Monday through Friday, be able to spend a lot of time with my family, provide a great life for them, help a lot of people. I don't need to have hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of clients, you know? And, uh, I truly believe that what I do working with clients, especially at this price point, the more you pay, the more you pay attention yeah. when my clients, the clients I had when I first started paying hundred dollars a month compared to the clients I have now paying $500 a month. I'm a, I'm a way better coach. My clients get way better results. I'm transforming mm -hmm. lives and not to mention because they're getting results, they're referring their friends, their family, their coworkers, and I'm able to do the same for them. So I actually think I'm helping way more people by helping way less people. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, your Instagram and just what you put out in general, is like that, that those free nuggets of advice and value that you give that way, like you're still spreading and helping people that, um, through that as well. And I think that that's something that Christian and I ran into whenever we started with the company is like, we were charging too little for a lot of services and, you know, we were getting our feet wet. And I think that's what everybody does as you kind of transition. And we were getting these people who wanted things done like yesterday and they wanted it done perfectly. And they wanted it done perfectly when we knew nothing about it. Like their expectations were just through the roof. And then we brought on clients and we charged them like, you know, five or 10 times more. Um, same thing, like from what you were talking about. And those are the ones who were like, Hey, look, just handle it. Um, let us know what's going on. I want to make sure that this is done correctly. And they're, you know, you got to run the side of the business because I'm running our side of the business, like for us anyway. So it was like, they're more hands off and they're paying us more. It's like, is it really that simple? It's like you go up an echelon and you get higher quality clients while you make more money. It's like, it's just so, uh, you know, it's so simple, but it's so hard for people to say like, cause I think if there's people who are listening now who are like in the nutrition world or say they're a personal trainer or like, you know, anything around that where a business owner, like, wait, he charged a hundred and then he went to 500. Like what's the, how was he able to do that? And I think a lot of it's that mind shift of like, Oh, everybody else does this. So I have to charge a hundred. And I'm not saying that your, your product is not a VIP. You have to give that VIP level. But I think that a lot of people just want to stay there because that's like, Oh, people won't pay for that. Or they got, they have limiting beliefs around it. And I think that we did initially on too. And we're like, uh, we can't charge more because no business owner is going to be able to afford it. And we found out that that's not true. It's not real, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, 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 it was a situation for me where it's like, look, there's so many online coaches out there and, you know, I will be the first to say that having a degree doesn't mean a damn thing as a coach, but at the same time, like I have a $60,000 nutrition degree. Like these coaches don't. Um, I was in the field for eight years before I even made the jump online. A lot of these coaches don't ride into online. They've never trained a person, in, anybody in person before, you know, like, so for me, it was like, you know, I came in when I started my company undercharging because I looked at the market and I looked at what everybody, all the big nutrition coaching companies. Yeah. Well, of course, all the big nutrition coaching companies are going to end up charging the least amount because Again, they want more and more and more and more and more, right? And so I was like, wow, well, this, I'm basically completely flipping the model here, right? But it started to make more and more and more sense. And for me, I was like, man, like I could sit here and, and that's exactly what happened. It was like the first year, oh, well, so the second year I grossed less than I did my first year, but I netted more than I did, right? So it was like, I just netted more money in year two didn't have a team to manage, didn't have all the stress to go along with that. Mm-hmm. Wasn't, didn't have expenses going out the wazoo, you know? So it was like, man, like, so yeah, I, I think that, um, I think before you start a business and I know this is like so hard because a lot of times you're not going to know and you're just, you kind of figure it out. But like, I think for me, if I was to think about doing it all over again, I would have made sure I knew exactly what I wanted to build before I started building it. Um, because I just wouldn't have had to go through some of the hardships there. But at the same time, like, it's so easy to say now, right? looking back on it, you know, it's like, I, I'm glad that I, that I made the transition when I did, instead of waiting another year or two or three or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I think you have to know your, I, I, like, I'm not sitting here, like any nutrition fitness coaches listening right now. Like, I'm definitely not telling you, 
to just jump your prices up to $500 a month just because you can. Because right. if you do that and you're not legit, it will not work. I promise you. <laughs> um, but again, it's like, I, I mean, I've been here. I, I've been in the, in the field now for 10 years and I charge this much. So, and I have probably 20 certifications, a nutrition degree, work with thousands of clients, like all that stuff. So definitely make sure that if you're going to charge premium prices that you're going to, I mean, regardless of what prices you're charging, like you're expected to over deliver. Right. So as long as you over deliver, like you're going to get referral clients. And if you're not getting referrals, you're definitely not over delivering. (laughs) So I think that was a big, a big piece for me. It was just like, man, like I, nobody will ever care about my business as much as I do. And I saw that as I started bringing a team on and I I would never expect them to, it's not their business, but you know, it's one of those situations where it's like, you, you have to do what's best for your brand. And when your brand is getting affected because of, you know, other team members and things like that, it's like, you really have to do an assessment and figure out like what's going on. And for me, it was like, obviously I take blame of everything. Like I, the onboarding, something was wrong. The man, you know, my management or what's like, there was, I am my fault. But then I asked myself the questions like, man, do I really want to build a team? And, and right now at this point in my life with a one-year-old and then, you know, trying for our next child here, it's like, I, I actually don't like, I'm going to have my family to manage. I don't think I want to have a whole big team of people to manage on top of that. Cause ultimately my family is not going to get the attention that they need because of that, that sacrifice, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man, it's, there's no right or wrong, you know? Like, I, I think it's just, it's so hard to say, like I, all I can go off is off my experience. Like I've seen, there's plenty of people out there that have created amazing big companies and, and have amazing work-life balance and all that. But for me, I just, not to say I'll never do it. I'll never build a team, but at this point in my life, I, I don't want to. I like I like the model. I like the model now that I that I'm going after. <laughs> I mean, that's success in my mind right there. It's just doing what you're good at and amazing at, but and then also enjoying it too. Because let's say you made a million dollars a year, and uh, you know you made a million dollars a year, but you and you even netted the same amount, but your quality of life was just down because you spent all of your time in the business. Like it it doesn't matter. I think we're you know, you probably have read a lot of the same books that we have in, in starting our journey. And, and, um, and that is like, you have to basically hustle till you're, you know, you you drop over like we did in the business when we're first starting out, which I think you kind of do in the beginning, but then you realize and like the dust settles and it's like, okay, what do you really want out of this? Um, is it to reach that number because we just made up that number or is it the lifestyle because of it? So like, do you really need to hit an X number um, or is it about quality of life because you're able to, you know, still help people and do what you need to do? Um, so I, I resonate with that a lot. I think that's very, um, I think it's bold and it's very, I don't know. I, I just respect that uh, a lot just to take your business and say like, look, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. I could grow if I wanted to, but this is what I want. And I make a decent amount of money. I can provide for my family. This is the lifestyle I want. And I think there's just a lot to be said for that, that it's probably a little counterintuitive to what you would see or hear from other business owners or entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I mean, I, like I said, I, I, and I did, and on a, on a podcast I, I did, I mean, I literally said like to, to my, to my followers, I was like, I mean, I, I feel like a failure because I didn't, you know, I, I, I basically quit on myself in a sense. Right. 
but it's just all perspective, right? It's all mindset because it's like, well, are you quitting? Like, are you really quitting on yourself or like, and I, I think, a, I think the family piece, like if you don't have a family, like it's, it's hard to understand this because I didn't understand it obviously until I had my kid, mm-hmm. um, which maybe to give a little bit more context, I start, I quit my job of five years, started the business two months later, found out my wife was pregnant total, like was not planning on that. That was a total, Oops. like, I mean, blessing, but a total accident. Um, and so, you know, like, just as you said, I mean, the first year I literally worked seven days a week for 15 hours a day. And I had my back up against the wall because I had no choice but to succeed. And, uh, you know, it was, it was the best way that you could ever start a business because my back was up against the wall. I had to make it work. I had to succeed. And I had, a, 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 you know, my, my first child on the way, like mm-hmm. what's more motivating than that? You know? So it's like, I knew I was going to hustle my ass off that first, that first year. I didn't know what was going to happen after that, but I figured I was probably going to have to transition a bit, so, you know, change things up a bit. I couldn't keep doing that forever. So I don't know, man. I, I think at the end of the day, you're right. You know, if you, if you look at, you know, depending upon who you're listening to or whatever, it's really, it's really easy to get caught up in the hustle, 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 team, no sleep mentality or whatever, but you got to success is defined differently to everybody. And I know that a huge part of success for me is being legitimately happy. Um, and so I think that people should just as much as they're chasing the dollar signs and, and they're chasing the growth and the numbers going up. And I, I get how addictive that, that is, trust me. Um, but the numbers climbing up means absolutely nothing if your happy ometer is going down. Um, and I would literally give just as much value to the growth of your company and growing your company and all those things as I would to your own mental health and happiness and, and health, your, your own health. I, that, for, for a nutrition fitness coach, that my first year of business, I literally worked out less than I had ever in my life, ate worse than I had ever in my life, drank more than I had ever in my life, uh, slept less than I ever had in my life. Like, and I realized, wow, your health's your greatest asset. You do what you do. And now you're starting to not prioritize this. This ain't working. You got to flip the script. So I had a lot of different things that gave me the awareness I needed to take action, but ultimately I had to take action, which is, that's the key, right? you got to actually do something about it. So um, learned a lot, man. And I'll continue to learn, you know, like if I want to be an entrepreneur, continue to be an entrepreneur, as y'all know, it's like, I'm going to, it's not always like right now I feel great and I'm loving life and I'm so happy, but it's not always like, there's no guarantee. And you know, I've got to sit here and continue to go through the ups and downs and, and Bob with the punches and Bob and weave. Like I always say, you know, like it's just part of it. And I think that that's, that's what separates people. And there's a lot of people that can't handle that, that type of uncertainty and that stress. And I totally get it. Um, I just think that I was built that way because of the life I've lived up to this point, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> As we transition here, I wanted, uh, we got some, so some rapid fire questions for you. I see you're finished in the water, so we don't want to, uh, uh, make sure that your mouth goes too dry on this, but, um, this has been really fun. So just a couple of rapid fire questions for you. This is typically a question that stumps most people. So if you want to, uh, stretch or, uh, figure out something people can see on video just to get ready for this question. I'm just kidding. Um, 
All right. So what purchase of a hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months or recent memory? hundred dollars or less. Oh, <laughs> you can tell how rapid fire I am here. Uh, <laughs> I'm like looking around my office. I'm trying to think about, you know what? I got it. Well, no, I, I'm not going to use that. Um, <laughs> but that's the one you should share then. Yeah, but it's it's not life changing. It's more it was more just life changing for my kitchen. It, it is an air fryer, by the way. No, oh, okay, nice. Um, honestly, man, it's the thing. When I mean, the last six months, the thing that changed my life ten years ago, which is like, you pay fifteen dollars a month for an auto account. It forces you to have one credit a month to read a book, and you read a book once a year, once a month, mm-hmm. and you read twelve books a year, and you watch it change your life as you do that year after year after year. Cause I 100% like, I mean, I'm telling y'all, y'all could go ask anybody from my high school, like how I was, if, if y'all knew me back then and you knew me now, like I've had a million people tell me this, like you did a complete transformation. Like I wouldn't, I thought you were going to be in jail for the rest of your life. I thought you were going to be a worthless piece of like that. That was me then. So books changed my absolute life. Like become, become somebody that is, so focused on using all of this knowledge that's out there through, through books and podcasts. And I mean, watch yourself grow. Right. And I'm, and also I'm like, I know this isn't rapid fire, sorry, but I'm uh, like super dyslexic, super ADD, ADHD, whatever. And so growing up in school, I sucked at reading. My classmates could read a book three times faster than me. And so I literally thought I was like, dumb. I was like, wow, like I can't read figured out that if I do audio, I can listen to it. I retain it. Like I have no issues. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got through school. That's, that's how I continue to learn today is everything's through audible. I go for a walk every single morning, hour and a half, 8,000 steps to knock it out. get an hour and a half of reading every day. Like that's awesome. That that's that for me personally is the best investment you could ever make in yourself. If you're paying fifteen dollars for Audible, I want to know why. I'm just kidding. Mine's seventeen. I, I just want to pick a pick a bone with them. Let's get. Well, it's, I'm an OG. That's probably why. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna send a message to you, Amazon. All right, Netflix binge. This could be. Uh, you can be honest if it's your wife. If we're doing air quotes here, who's making you watch it? Or you know, what what are you guys Netflix Netflix binging? Or I guess Disney Plus or Hulu. I guess is now options as well. Yeah, well, my wife's obsessed with The Bachelor, so I, I definitely watch that with her. Um, nice way to admit it. We appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, dude. She. Um, you have a team? <laughs> or is there like a team? I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. I'm sure Christian, he's laughing because he watches it too. But... I've I've seen I've seen a few a few, a few episodes here and there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I've seen literally every single one probably multiple times. But I, what's funny <laughs> with her is she listens to like all of their podcasts on top of it. So it's like if that's not on, the podcasts are rolling. And I'm like. All right, I don't care about the bachelors too much, but uh, I would. I mean, Netflix-wise, um, I'll just I'll make myself look real funny. There, there's another show. It's called Selling Sunset. Like, it's I don't know if you've ever seen that one, but like, basically, there are these real estate like agents. Like, it's super like chick show for sure. But they like they're selling real estate in California, like in in the the hills or whatever, right? Um, and I don't know. I actually like that. I think I like it just because it's like selling real estate, but it's, if, if, if you, if I told you that my two favorite shows are the two shows we watch the most on Netflix are the bachelor and selling sunset, y'all probably are laughing at me right now, but that's, that's okay. 
Truth bombs. <laughs> Truth bombs. <laughs> Most relatable. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. No, that's good. Um, all right. Really, what's the when everybody's been trying to figure out or wants to know now, other than if they figure out in their show notes, but what's the best way for uh, them to reach out to you to either be a um, you know, find out more about your content, but more importantly, to be uh, to have you help them and train them with the, the life coaching and nutrition coach. And what's the best way for them to find out more about uh, you? Yeah, yeah. If anybody wants to uh, connect, I mean, you can go on the website, it's just icoachnutrition.com. Um, if you want to reach out to me kind of more directly there, probably Instagram would be the best spot. So it's just at coach Justin Murphy. Um, and outside of that, have the podcast, I coach nutrition radio. So those would probably be the, the three main places there. And then if you wanted to, um, our, if you search team, I coach nutrition on Facebook, uh, that's our private Facebook group. And so if you request to join, it's a free community that I go and I do like, like Facebook lives, um, just teaching on different topics, cooking videos, uh, all that type of stuff. And so it's just a free community of, of education and support. Um, if, you, if anybody wants to jump in there and hopefully that can add some value. Um, and yeah, if anybody has any questions, I mean, feel free to, uh, shoot me a DM on, on Instagram, probably the easiest way. Awesome. And we'll have all of that in the show notes too, for you guys, um, over on our website. And if you're listening on whatever podcast platform will be in the notes there. So make sure to go check out the group, check out Justin. Um, it was a real pleasure. Thank you so much for, for coming on. It was fun to chat with you, Justin. I will talk to you soon. Awesome. Aaron Christian, thanks so much, guys. It was fun. I appreciate y'all. The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding. 